Hey, it's Garbage Brain University. I'm Drew Toothpaste. I'm Natalie D. Today we're talking... Valentine's Day, baby. 2-14. Ooh, why don't you kiss it? That's right. It's exactly in the middle of February, just right up the crack. If you're talking about days and you have 28 days in a month, the 14 is the perfect spot to be. Right. You're surrounded by February on all sides. And what is the perfect thing for maybe the most is february the most miserable yeah month? i think so uh-huh. i think most I, people march would agree is pretty bad too though march co- keeps on coming back to kick you yeah march you think you're out of the gate and then just keeps going keeps sometimes going. you get sometimes you get mud week in march where it's just like everything is four inches of mud yeah and that sometimes happens on valentine's day right we have we have mud week a lot in ohio it's like one of our things well we've got dirt <laughs> We got dirt and we got wet. And so you might say that mud is one of our main exports, and you'd be right. Well, most people don't think of the Midwest as a swamp. Most people think of swamps being in tropical climates, maybe in subtropical climates, like, you know, around the Gulf of Mexico, whatever. But we have a climate which is the wetlands. Mm -hmm. It's low on the water table, and it's always soaked. Everybody's, yeah. everybody's basement is always wet unless you basically get your basement coated in shit that turns it into a swimming pool that holds the water out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> your shit's wet, buddy. Uh, when I was a kid, we had so much water in the basement, like more than once, that uh, it would be like up to your waist. Really? Yeah. <laughs> well, you're from Marion. I'm from Marion. The place where I'm from is like a drained swamp. Like they're like, oh, this is a lovely swamp. Let's empty it and put people in it. The guy they the named Swamp Fox. The na- guy they named him after Marion. Francis Marion, the Swamp Fox. He was called the Swamp Fox. Yeah. And then he's and then they were like, hey, this place is a fucking swamp. Right, right. Let's set up here. One of my favorite things in Marion is that there's a combination chiropractic urgent care office. And there's a huge picture. It's at least five feet tall. It's like a billboard. And it's a picture of a child with a head wound. Yeah. It's really not a great advertisement. You might recognize if that happens to you, go there, certainly. Right. Right? You might... I would have used... If I had to use a big photo of somebody to illustrate urgent care, I would have a man with his arm in a sling. Right. right. I wouldn't have a child, and the head wound's bleeding. Uh, Yeah, there's there's blood. (laughs) Someone's getting CPS called. Well, the thing is, is with Marion, is that I almost could be convinced that at some point when you're on 23 or 315, however you decide to drive to Marion, either one will work. If you're driving into Marion, I believe that there's probably a point where there's like some kind of like electromagnetic irregularity and you enter like a a dimension that's just very slightly off of ours because everything in Marion is just very, very slightly fucked up in a way that is really weird and everyone accepts it. Like it is the most normal shit in the universe. Everything seems very normal on the surface, but you dig a little and buddy. (laughs) It's weird. It's a weird place. Ask me the question, man. Oh, uh, fucking! I mean, I'll talk about it whenever you want to, but you haven't asked me. Oh, I'm like God. a vampire. You have to let me. You have to like, <laughs> invite me in, otherwise, I'm not gonna do a podcast with you. If you don't ask me to start talking about this shit, I'm never going to. <laughs> Natalie, what is Valentine's Day? Uh, Valentine's Day, also called Saint Valentine's Day, 
or the Feast of St. Valentine, is a holiday celebrated on February 14th. And so who invented it? Catholics. So it wasn't St. Valentine that invented it. No. Because it's, like it's like the Feast of a Saint. So in order to be a saint, you had to be dead. You had to be like waited to get to the point where you're a saint. Right? We talked about that. We had an earlier episode all about saints. If you want to know more about saints. Um, I'm not sure. John Paul, is he a saint? I don't think that he's a saint yet. I think he's got two out of the three steps. Yeah. Like, it takes a long time. Like, you could be, like, dead for 50 years before you get to be a saint. He's a, I think he's a level two saint. He hasn't gone through the emotional battery stage of level three yet. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> I forget what level three is, but I remember it being, like, very stressful. We were trying to make you a saint, if, I'm, if I recall correctly. Yeah. No, it wasn't going to happen, I don't think. <laughs> I might be able to be a saint, though. You have to do a miracle, and then people really... I do really... this all the time. They call me Miracle Natalie. I'm always popping them off. They, uh, the Catholics call everybody, you that? Everybody. Everybody. Everyone on the block. <laughs> <laughs> there she is. <laughs> Miracle Natalie. I bet you she's going to be a saint in record time. That's what they say. And that girl is going to be a saint one day. <laughs> <laughs> she's going to get murdered for a religion she doesn't even believe in. St. Valentine's Day originated as... A feast day for saint valentine and the thing is there was like maybe two or three or four saint valentines and so they don't really know who he is there was multi uh, <laughs> so there are multiple saints that are saint valentine or there's multiple people and one of them or a combination of them was the position of saint valentine there was stories about St. Valentine that were probably split up and attributed to two different people. But then there are also two other guys who were also named St. Valentine. Oh, Or man. their name was Valentine. And so it's hard to get it sorted out and come through, like, what is real and what is bullshit. And also, I mean, that's how all that shit is when it comes to... Who knows? Maybe it's all made up. I don't fucking know. What year are we talking? We're talking about the 300s. Actually, St. Valentine was alive in the 200s. He was associated with, like, being in love. But he is also the patron saint of epilepsy for some okay. reason. I don't know why. Okay. We're all multifaceted, right. Natalie. Saints could be fucking saints of, like, ten things. St. Andrew's got a lot on his plate. Right. I'm not talking about and me. And if you have a saint who deals with a whole ton of stuff, then you're going to probably pray to that one more because it's, like multi-purpose right like if there's a saint of uranium you're not gonna hit him up that often right unless right. he does something else right but if you're talking about like the saint of like dogs and butts and stomach problems and hairdos yeah. and and new socks and yeah I, tv shows and that's like at least three times a day for me right so like you'd be, you'd be talking to him all the time so that would be like a better guy right so saint valentine all he's there for is girlfriends and boyfriends and epileptics Okay. And so we only call upon him on February 14th and when we have epilepsy. There were three St. Valentines in the Catholic Encyclopedia. One was a Roman priest. One was the Bishop of Interomna, 
which is in Terni in Italy. And the third was a guy who was in the Roman provinces of Africa. And the one who was in Africa, like no one fucking knows anything about him. The one who was in the Roman Africa is probably not the one for Valentine's Day. Right, yeah. So the main story, the most common story of it, was that St. Valentine was the priest of Rome. He was somewhere in Umbria. And he was on house arrest by this judge. And this this judge was talking to him about his beliefs in this shit. Because this is like around the time of the Council of Nicaea. Like this is when people were going from being pagans to being like Judeo-Christian. Yeah. This guy was obviously St. Valentine was a Christian. And he is put on house arrest by this judge. And this judge is like, so what's your deal, weirdo? I'm a pagan and you're like trying to do all this shit with this other stuff. What's going on, man? Right? (laughs) Hey, shout out in the Discord if you've been put on house arrest by a judge who questions your beliefs. (laughs) Valentine starts like being like, oh, yo, dude, you should really think about Jesus. Jesus is very cool, right? Like maybe you should think about doing Jesus instead of doing paganism the judge is like oh i don't think that your jesus guy is like real i much prefer like all my pagan stuff because it's like way cooler and if your jesus is that cool then you should cure my blind daughter Mm. and so valentine prayed to god and put his hands on this kid and the kid could see again obviously because that's obviously what happened in this story right yeah yeah Well, to be to be a saint, he would have had to perform a miracle at some point. Right. So, right. sure, yeah. Right. The judge was like, oh, my God, what the hell? Like, I can't believe that even just happened. I guess that you were right. He's like, what should I do? I obviously am fucking up by being a pagan. What should I do about all this? And he said that he needed to bust up all the idols that he had in his house and that he should fast for three days and get baptized. And the judge did that. And then he freed all of the Christian inmates that were in in the areas that he had control over. And he made all of the people in his household get baptized also. And the judge had 44 people living in his house. I don't, I don't know how that happens. That's too many people well, in the house. It's like when they go to Red Man's house on Cribs. Mm-hmm. And there's just guys uh, like in sleeping bags on the floor. Mm-hmm. Like, and he didn't even have a big house. Mm -hmm. It's just when you're popular and you got some money and you got some power, people start trying to live at your house. Right. I remember when 50 Cent just had Tony Yayo living in his house. Well, he's got such a large mansion in Connecticut. Why not? You could live your whole life and never see or hear Tony Yayo. Yeah. (laughs) If I had a giant mansion, I'd probably let someone live in some wing of it that I never went in. If you've got to walk like 1,200 feet and you've got to open seven doors to see your friend, like that's essentially like walking down the street. Right, right. It's like if your friend <laughs> lives down the street, it's just... And really, you need to move people in because you need people to help you clean the house anyway. 44. Imagine how clean that judge's house was if he had 44 people cleaning it. Probably really nice. Okay, so the judge, everybody was converted by this eyeball miracle this guy did, right? And then he's like, okay, you're free. You you cured my daughter of being blind. You're totally free. And so he left and then he started evangelizing. He got arrested because, again, people were like, I don't want to hear it. Yeah. And so they brought him to Claudius. Claudius Gothicus, who is Claudius too, by the way. Oh. Uh, they brought him to Claudius. And Claudius is like, this guy's all right. I think he's all right. Valentine started 
trying to convince Claudius to convert to Christianity, and Claudius is like, fuck no. I'm, like, really invested in this fucking paganism thing. I'm Claudius. That was a whole thing. The Romans and Jesus, they never saw eye to eye. He told Valentine that he either had to renounce his faith or he would be killed. And then they beat him Mm. with a club, and he never renounced it, and then they cut his head off. Because I guess it was taking too long. Even if you don't believe in it, how can you support the Romans? Let him go on his little kooky way if you don't believe in it. I mean, paganism is cooler, but that doesn't give you... Paganism is a thousand times cooler, yeah. It doesn't give you the right to beat up somebody, let alone cut their head off. (laughs) That was Valentine number one. This other story is similar. They said that he was a Roman priest who was martyred during the reign of Claudius II. And they said that he was arrested and imprisoned for marrying Christians, like doing Christian weddings, and helping other Christians who were being persecuted by Claudius II. Okay, so he had a a resistance thing. Yeah. And then in this story, he gets arrested for helping other Christians, and he is again taken in by Claudius II, Uh who... Liked them, and then Cla- and then Valentine tried to convert him, and then he got beaten and stoned and beheaded in that story also. Uh, Claudius Gothicus, was he the first big-titty goth emperor? Probably, right. <laughs> there was another story of St. Valentine, which was similar, only they said that he was arrested because he was performing the Christian weddings in order to have the men who he was marrying to these women be able to avoid being conscripted into the pagan army and so he got in trouble for depriving the romans of soldiers at a time when they needed to have soldiers in that story they said that saint valentine would cut hearts out of parchment to give to the guys when he would marry them as a reminder of God's love. And they say that's where Valentine's came from. I, I don't believe it. Paper was expensive back then. He wasn't just cutting it up and giving it to everybody. The heart thing probably evolved later. Mm-hmm. Right. I would imagine that it evolved later. Um, And then there was a variation also on the story where he was put in jail for refusing to do sacrifices to pagan gods. He healed the jailer's blind daughter. Oh, yeah. And in that variation, he was said to have left a letter for the jailer's daughter that he signed, your Valentine. And that was... Also, that story is very bullshitty to me. Yeah, it stinks a little. So, it, it's a little too wrapped up with a bow. Yeah, the, the most likely one, I think, is the first one. I think the heart stuff probably came later. It absolutely did. They say that he was murdered on February 14th of 269. And... Pope Gelasius in 496 was the one who set it up as his feast day, which is like all the saints get one of those. Okay. Imagine like right as the Roman Empire is all falling apart. The Roman Empire. When did they pull out of the UK? I don't (laughs) know, but the the Roman Empire crumbled and it shrinks and shrinks and they have to pull back into Rome and and they're less and less powerful. Some people think it failed because it was an expansionary empire and it relied on new populations and new acquisitions. Mm -hmm. But imagine all that is failing and then finally you're the Pope and your people have been oppressed for how long? Finally, 400, almost 500 years later, the Roman Empire is falling, 
and you're so, and you're the fucking pope, and now you're kind of a big deal. Mm-hmm. And you're like, actually, I'm in charge, and that guy that you guys persecuted and you beat him up, he is actually kind of a god to me. <laughs> and we're not pagan, but we have very many saints, and the saints are like gods. Right. <laughs> The saints all see over, like, various topics, much like gods do. And maybe the saints are aliens. He's going to throw just going to throw that out there. If somebody comes to Earth and they're shaped like a human, they walk around, they have superhuman powers. Mm-hmm. They can walk around with their head cut off. So maybe the saints were shape-shifting aliens, just like, you know, the Hindu gods, like Shiva. Shiva was known to wander around the Earth and drink bang. Mm-hmm. Well, maybe St. Valentine. Maybe there was multiple St. Valentines because they had more than one alien kind of go to Earth and fuck around and play they had, out like, this. Va- Valentine 1, Valentine 2. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Could you imagine being Claudius Gothicus just sitting around with your hand on your chin, your little short Zuckerberg haircut, and you're sitting there and you're just going, I, Claudius. And then St. Valentine walks in. You're like, I just fucking killed you, bro. <laughs> and he's like, no, check this out. Have you heard about the word of our Lord Jesus Christ? And you're like, what the fuck? <laughs> I heard last time and I had him do you with the club. And the head cutting off. We've established that gods are aliens. If anything has manifested itself on Earth in a corporeal fashion as a god, it's probably an alien, Uh right? You say, okay, well, there's angels. There's these angels. They have these forms, but they're also these rotating orbs. Uh The thrones. The thrones, yeah. So those are angels, but those are clearly aliens. Right. I saw a fucking UFO video and it fucking looked like a goddamn throne, man. It was like the fucking wheel of Ezekiel or some shit, the flaming wheel covered in eyeballs. Uh That's what the fucking spaceship looked like. What the fuck is that shit? That, to me, sealed the deal. That's all I needed to know. (laughs) Case closed. They've been painting it how long? Very long time. You see cave paintings of people in glowing orbs shooting around. So anyway, obviously, the angels are aliens. Uh-huh. Maybe St. Valentine is an alien. The Romans aren't aliens. No. The Romans <laughs> are definitely human. You know why the Romans are human? Because Romans were dumb as fuck. Yeah. They invented very many things. The Romans had all of these advancements in architecture, society. They had street food. They had baths. They had aqueducts. They built all of these works, and they had all these advancements, these civil advancements, like building things out into the ocean that Mm -hmm. resisted corrosion and all this shit. But they're definitely human, because humans are dumb as shit. Right, but what if what if the reason that the Romans were able to do that is because they had that huge pantheon of gods, of Roman gods, and those were all aliens that were coming and sharing technology with them? You know, the ancient Greeks, it's very suspicious that the ancient Greeks had so many gods, right? Mm-hmm. The, the Greek and the Roman gods are the fucking same. Mm-hmm. And that's a... One is Greece, one is Italy. Those are even different countries to start with. Right. So that's very suspicious that they all do the same thing. And then the Christians come along and they're like, no, there's there's one God. Trust me. There's one God who's three gods. There's one God, but the one God is also three gods. It's the other God's mom. And then there's like a stable of over a thousand gods that you just... Have, We're going to determine have, those as this whole thing develops. Yeah, if you have <laughs> if you have epilepsy, 
Then obviously the obvious conclusion is that if a man comes to earth and he was born of heaven and found in the reeds, that's an alien. (laughs) People want to talk about the resurrection. Well, the resurrection was not literal. Some people say, well, the resurrection is not literal. Or they will say, well, you know, they these Romans were supposed to kill him and they didn't kill him. Uh, you know, there's all these explanations. Mm-hmm. And they're from a historical standpoint, they are very interesting. But if you just stab the shit out of an alien and you throw an alien in a cave and you put a rock uh-huh. in front of the cave and then the alien comes out later, that's like every alien movie. Right. <laughs> What if it is the massive, like, pantheons of, like, Roman and Greek and, like, Indian and, like, Asian religions, like, all these Egyptian and Sumerian and all these different religions, right, that have all these re- all these gods and shit that are so overlappy. What if Jesus is not alien, Jesus is, like, a smokescreen where it was a fucking psyop where they develop Christianity as a way to get everybody to worship the wrong thing and remove themselves from the the religion that would actually cause them to have enlightenment and have have them be able to to access information and things that would be able to help them. Christianity does not have reincarnation. Right. Which it also has hell. It has like a lot of concepts that are obviously just there to control people. The idea of the eternal, the all one, the collective consciousness, rebirth, regeneration. These are all central concepts of all uh, of the Eastern religions. Mm-hmm. And so suddenly you come along and you say, you've got one shot. You better make it count. Right. And then when you die, you're just going to wait until until everyone is dead. And then they're going to yeah. sort you out. And only the good ones are going to get anything out of this. Instead of it being like a universal consciousness where there's some element of yourself that just continues to reappear and re and learn and collect information and then return to the universal consciousness makes more sense to me. There's something about evangelism that seems to have the same the same self-organizing or self-repeating characteristics as a virus or a meme which in the original idea of the meme as coined in the 70s was an idea where just expressing the idea causes you to share the idea that was the original uh-huh, concept. Uh-huh. Well, Christianity is a meme, whether, you know, not in an insulting way. I just mean that it is an idea where you say, okay, if this is an idea and you just accept that this is the true idea, then you get eternal rewards. And you're like, okay, well, I guess I'll tell everybody just in case. It's like if you do what my kid does and Google free Robux, which is currency for Roblox. It's like, okay, but you have to share it to your friends. And she's like, fine, well, they'll get free Robux too. And spoiler alert, nobody gets free Robux. Uh Right. (laughs) Which is a coincidence. I'm sure it has nothing to do with the nature of eternity as regarding religion. So, how does all this relate to actual Valentine's? <laughs> okay, so, all right, so we got the fucking, we got the fucking feast day set up, right? Some people, like, in the 1800s thought that they had started Valentine's Day as a replacement for Lupercalia, which was another one of those 
festivals like Saturnalia. And so they thought that it might have been that, but now they don't think that's the case so much anymore. What happened was there was a Chaucer work called The Parliament of Fools. And in this in this piece, there was a fictional tradition similar to Valentine's Day. And what they think happened is that people took this fictionalized tradition from this book and they made he he manifested it. Oh, so it's exactly like Festivus from Seinfeld. Yeah. Uh-huh. Where they invented a fake holiday and then people are like, lol, I'm gonna pick it up and do it. Right, right. <laughs> right. <laughs> so the earliest description of people doing Valentine's y kind of stuff on February fourteenth is in something called the Charter of the Court of Love that was issued by Charles VI of France. And he talks about having parties and feasts and doing poetry competitions and having love songs and dancing. When they would have these parties, they would have, like, fuck court. (laughs) Where it's just, like, people who had, like, squabbles with their significant others or whatever, they they would have, like, a court and, like, a bunch of ladies would all listen to people complain about their relationships and then say who they thought was right and who was wrong. Oh, so it's exactly like, uh, Reddit relationships. Yeah, it was like r slash relationships, only it was, like... Courtly. <laughs> My goon friend, thou needeth to sever. Right. The thing is with the Charter of the Court of Love is that there's no other record of this happening. And they think that it might have been something that was made up by Isabeau of Bavaria, who was the queen of Charles VI. They think that it was something that she had made up and had written up because she was bored waiting out the plague. (laughs) This is also the last time anybody got anything done during a plague. (laughs) Well, they were always waiting out plagues back then. In the 14th and 15th century, they had more associations with it, with romantic stuff. And they think that part of how I got the association of being a romantic holiday is because they thought that that was the time of the year when all the birds would hook up. And so they're like, that's when every, that's like everyone starts to hook up, man. Oh, yeah. And birds are like, so birds are really romantic. Yeah. I know that when I think about birds, I think about them kind of pecking their beaks together and one of them turns their head to the to the right so their beaks can kind of interlock kind of like they're making out <laughs> and then there's just nothing gosh and then getting... another and then one of the birds like lays an egg in the other one's mouth yeah crams their beak open and lays an egg right into it yeah <laughs> i mean nature is just so beautiful <laughs> and it's also so sexy <laughs> That's what that's what they were talking about. You know, you think it's just a cute song when they say, "Why do birds suddenly appear?" Well, they're talking about the cloacas. <laughs> Why do cloacas suddenly appear? Every time you are near. I don't know. <laughs> uh, around the 18th century in England, Valentine's Day was started shaping up into being how it is now. 
And people would give flowers or candy or cards to people. Around the same time in the 18th century, there was a book that was called The Young Man's Valentine Writer, which was a bunch of sentimental little shits that the guys could crib off of if they weren't very good at writing that shit. <laughs> oh. <laughs> well, that's nice. Yeah. Copy that directly from the book, did you? Yeah, but we do that now. That's the same as Hallmark cards. Like, when I open a card and it says, like, thinking of you in this moment, like, yes, but I would have put it differently. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I would have written something more personal. But, like, some people get the cards because they, I, I think it's really normal to be like, what the fuck do I say? Yeah. Right? And even if I'm going to write something to somebody, even if I'm just going to send my mom a birthday card, I think, well, I, I want it really, I want her to open it and I want the message to surprise her, but I also want her to feel joy and love when she reads it. And that's hard and there's only so much room. And you can't be like, I'm not old enough yet to do the thing where you fill the entirety of the card, like you start in the upper left and you fill it with, you write in cursive. (laughs) I'm not old enough to do that yet. I just, I use just the right half and I try to keep it like tweet length Uh or shorter. Right. My thing is with those cards and stuff is that I'm like not a romantic person. That is like one thing that is 100% the truth about me. I find, I you know what my problem with romance is? Is to me, romance seems like it's for people who are usually emotionally constipated. Like if I love somebody, I love them as much as I love them all the time. I don't need to have like a per- permission or a special day or have someone else write it out for me. Right? It seems insincere to me, maybe. I think that very many people have trouble expressing love or expressing their emotions. And so I think the only thing very many people know how to do is to just try to copy what they've seen, which is like running with a bunch of roses through a rainstorm mm-hmm. or whatever they do. Yeah. yeah. I think I also have maybe like negative associations because like dudes I dated when I was younger, like the most romantic relationships were always the ones that were like the most deeply dysfunctional and miserable. It was like the, the romance was there to compensate for how bad it was the rest of the time. Doing something dramatic to try to create a strong response in somebody is maybe not the healthiest way. It's manipulative. (laughs) Well, it, 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 it is. It's disingenuous if you don't act like that all the time. Right. If you do something that's very sweet for somebody else, it's romantic without being stereotypically so. I think there's an idea of doing something that is uh, on a certain level. It's like the same way where where some men will look at women and give them a score in their mind, right. regardless of whether or not they would be able to have a conversation with them or regardless of whether or not they're interested in each other mutually or anything else. Mm-hmm. I think people try to use the idea of romance as sort of a cheat code to making somebody like them. It's like you get the school shooter will get a big bunch of roses and give it to a girl that they've never talked to. And the girl's like, oh, okay, whoa. (laughs) Cool, thanks. And they're like, I need to be nice enough so when the day comes, he doesn't shoot me in the library. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not going to get wrapped up in any kind of relationship with a psycho. Mm Mm-hmm. 
oftentimes, especially young men, will do things that are very superficially romantic, thinking that this is like some way to avoid putting in the hard work of like learning how to socialize. Mm -hmm. Right. I think that also part of my issue with that is that aesthetically, I find that I find a lot of the trappings of romance to be mad corny. I feel like if someone tries to ply me with that kind of stuff, they don't know me that well. The whole aesthetic of the pink and Mm, the red flowers and hearts little animals not little kawaii animals like just bears i remember the first time i ever saw one of the ditto pokemon (laughs) we were we were at a store and we're walking and there was a Pokemon on the shelf. Mm-hmm. And y- you were the one that picked yeah, it up. Yeah, I was. I, I saw it. it was, we were looking at Christmas ornaments or something, and there was just a Poke- There was a Pikachu on the shelf, like face down on the shelf. And I was like, someone someone does not have good store manners. Someone is putting stuff down where it doesn't belong. I'm going to pick this Pikachu up because it's like in the wrong place. And I have problems with that shit. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> We don't need to get into it. <laughs> so I picked the Pikachu up and I flipped it over and it had a ditto face and I fucking lost my shit because I wasn't expecting it. I'd never seen one before, yeah. but I fucking cracked, fucking cracked my shit up. I lost it. <laughs> you showed it to me. I couldn't even believe it. <laughs> we bought it. Well, yeah. <laughs> You know, you have you have no choice. Mm-hmm. You know, if you saw it, if you saw it on the rack where it was supposed to be, you would be like, "That's funny." But the context and and absolutely expecting normal Pikachu and just getting like a blank smiley face. <laughs> it was someone fucked this Pikachu up and we're taking it. <laughs> <laughs> Valentine's Day was basically like a British people thing. Okay, they had cards they would print out. They would do candies. And they would send them out. In 1835, they sent 60,000 Valentines through the through the mail in the UK. And that was huge back then because back then, mail was really expensive to have yeah. sent around. And then in 1840, they had postal reforms that made the price of postage go way, way down. And it made it so you can get a postage stamp for a penny and the year they did that suddenly they had four hundred thousand valentines shipped that year really so were pe- who were people sending valentines to people they love their girlfriends and their boyfriends would and their uh, wives and their husbands okay and their uh, and their favorite buddies okay i know it's just four hundred comrades four hundred thousand <laughs> of them they're puppies I, if it was already was it already a romantic thing yeah yeah like you would send it to somebody yeah. you were courting but the other thing is is that when they started having the cheap stamps where everyone was able to send stuff cheaply it also meant that people could start sending shit anonymously and people started sending dirty carters to each other oh and so that was like the advent of of dirty poems and stuff okay wow i i would love to see some of those roses are red violets are blue suck this hog (laughs) thank you Oh, you wanted me to finish it? No, I was Roses are red, violets are blue, suck this hog, and I'll suck you. <laughs> no, I said suck this hog was the end of it. Oh. Oh. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I, thought, I thought you were like... <laughs> Mine was much more aggressive. Yeah. <laughs> it wasn't reciprocal. <laughs> 
wow. So I wouldn't sign my name on that either. <laughs> That's not. not... Um, in 1868, Cadbury invented boxes of chocolates for Valentine's Day. Oh, my God. That are shaped like a heart. They invented that. That was a coup. So that must have kickstarted their business, right. huh? That really, that must have been a boom. Right. They're like, we invented this shit. I've never seen a box of ch- chocolates by Cadbury, though. We have Hershey here. I like Cadbury chocolate, though, a whole lot. Do they, in England, do they call it the Cadbury Canal? <laughs> they say I'm going to go sailing on the Fruit and Nut River. <laughs> the Fruit and Nut River. <laughs> I'm not sure. This is so dumb. I'm not sure if this is even true. Sound off in the Discord. <laughs> Let me know if this is true. Apparently, in some areas in the UK, they have uh, someone named Jack Valentine who will knock on your door and leave you candy and presents for Valentine's Day. So it's like a Santa Claus type figure? Yeah. But also, kids are scared of them. Oh. So... <laughs> So is it an it's an apocryphal figure? Like, watch out for old Jack Valentine. Yeah, he could bring you presents to your back door and knock on it, and the kids are like, "No, I hate him. I don't know what it's about." He's Sound gonna... off in the Discord if you're British and you know what any of this is about. <laughs> He's gonna come knocking on your Cadbury Canal, right? Old Jack Valentine. So there was this woman named Esther Howland who lived in Worcester, Massachusetts. And she got a valentine in the mail from England. And her dad owned a stationery store. And she was like, why can't we make this shit? Oh, yeah. And that's how America got Valentine's Day. And we went so over the top (laughs) with it. Because it's America, baby. Right. So she, her father's company started importing paper lace and flower decorations and all kinds of stuff from England and selling it at their stationery and bookstore. And it was the beginning of Valentine's Day for everybody. Um, People would do handwritten notes originally, which obviously things always start off how they're supposed to be and then people cheapen it and make it easier until it's meaningless, until you get a a card with a minion on it. No, the Valentines for kids are always... It's exactly the Simpsons episode of I Choo Choo Choose You yeah, right. with, the, with the train. Yeah, People who were significantly younger than us probably did go to school during allergy years. Nobody was allowed to have an allergy when we were in school. Right. You would get nuts with your Valentine. There would just be a bag of planters. <laughs> I mean, we would always have to get candy to go along with the Valentines, and it would be like... 24 dogs and on the back of each dog it would say bark bark it's february 14th like the most <laughs> like the most secular like unemotional yes please to pet you that, that yeah. wouldn't even be it that would be not it because you can't say you're gonna pet some kid yeah that right that's crossing please to a pet lo- myself you can't say that either <laughs> Yeah, you have to go super objective. You, it's the middle of February, and so are you. <laughs> and so we had to get these treats, but there's no tree nuts and no peanuts, uh-huh. no dairy. Your choices are either dum-dums or airheads, neither of which 
are quite candy to me. I think you do Skittles, maybe. Or maybe not, because maybe Skittles are processed in a plant that has peanuts. I think we would have tasted the rainbow if we could have. Yeah. I remember one year I went out and got a bunch of shit for Valentine's candies, and I went to sit down and do the goddamn Valentine's with my child, and I looked, and it was fucking chocolate with peanuts, and I was like, God fucking damn it! I had to go back out to the store. Like, stupid kids, stupid dying of candy, God damn it. You remember, remember that one time when I had a job and we had Valentine's Day and they made us make the mailboxes? Yes. I, <laughs> I do. First of all, doing Valentine's at work is probably, is probably up there. Right. With the worst right. holidays. But you know, if you know one thing about me, you know that I love getting over involved in a craft. Yeah, when you lock in on it, you won't let go. Uh-huh. <laughs> Until I'm done. So I was like, okay, you want me to make a fucking Valentine's Day box? I'm gonna fucking blow your dick off. <laughs> 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 and so I spent like after work, like every day for like the whole week working on it. And I remember I got all that tissue paper and I cut the tissue paper into a million billion little tiny squares of tissue paper and I was like putting them on the end of like a little stick and wrapping them around and then gluing the butts of them so I can make the whole thing like extremely fluffy. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. And it was taking me a million years. It took me like every waking hour after work for like a week it was like more than a week of me fucking making this valentine box and it was like the day before the valentine's party and i was sitting there and it was like not done and there was like no way i was gonna get done yeah and so i was just like fuck it and i just didn't go to work (laughs) (laughs) i called off Actually, that wasn't even the last time I made a Valentine's box. I made Nona some really bitchin' Valentine's boxes. Well, Nona, I don't want to encourage her just not doing things, but, like, doing stuff like making a Valentine's box for school is an experience you can have, but I don't feel like that ever added much to my life. I feel like it was unnecessary, but she made a box... And I'm pretty sure you helped her with it. I guarantee you I helped her with it. And it it was pretty cute, but she used it for either two or three years in a row. Because it was a fine specimen. She took it home and she put it in her closet, just like up on the shelf. Because it's like, well, I'm sure her impulse, at at least at first, was like, well, I spent so much time on this, I'm not going to just chuck it. Now, when I was a kid... Like, I would be at school and I would have the box with the Valentines and stuff in it. I found the whole process mortifying. Just the whole idea of, like, mixing love and going to school with these people that you're only mixed with through the dishonor of geography. Right. (laughs) Like... The the whole thing was so mortifying that I, it would have been something where I would have gotten it and I would have pulled the candy out if there was candy and I would have thrown it away before I left school. Uh-huh. I was a throwawayer. Whatever I did in school, it was never my choice. My parents would always get mad at me. But when I was forced to do things in school, and I'm talking about assignments, when I was forced to do assignments and to make things in school or for school, I could not get rid of them quick enough. As soon as I got my 
as soon as I got my points, it's going in the trash. Right. I'm not keeping it. I don't want it. I don't like school. I didn't pick this. I don't like the teacher. I don't like what I made because it doesn't match my aesthetic expectations. And if I were to spend two or three hours making a project, I would have done something else. Uh-huh. But she took hers home and it was nice. She took it home, put it in the closet. Uh, the next year, I think she didn't tell us. And, uh, you know, I'm really, I hate school. I make sure she goes to school. I make sure she does her homework as much as possible. Really, I have trouble caring about school. It's just something about me. It was like before Valentine's and I think you were like, it's February 13th. Do you have a Valentine's party tomorrow? She's like, yeah. And you're like, do you have to make a box? And she was like, yeah, I'm just going to use my one from last year. And I think I kind of looked at you and you looked at Nona. Nona looked at me. We all looked at each other like, I don't know. Sounds good to me. She took it into school and she's like, she carries it home. Because at this point, she's like. Invested. Yeah. She's like, this is my Valentine's boxing into you. Gets in the car, she puts it on the seat next to her, and she goes, I won. And I was like, you won what? She was like, best Valentine's box. <laughs> she won best, best Valentine's box more than once with it. Did she? Yes. I think that's part of the reason that she she kept on using it. Oh, shit. <laughs> that's like when your battle bot wins. Right. Okay. I keep the box, too. So the box, first off, it's sturdier than any fucking box you've ever seen. It is, it is a sturdy piece of work. We have all this, we have art supplies all over the place because obviously that's what we do, right? And so it was a box that was like slightly larger than other children's Valentine's boxes. And we covered it with paper and then I cut some cardboard and I made it so it was like a little house. And then it had like, it, it, it was perfect. And then it just had a little bow on the top to hold it shut. And then it had like a little hole in the side to put the valentines in but it looked like a perfect little house and then she would just untie the bow and get her stuff out collect her rewards put it up for next mm-hmm. year god that only why well, the- I, I crafted the box and then nona made flowers and the fence and the windows and like all of the parts on the house that like gave it charm and she put all that stuff on so it was a, it was a group project it wasn't just me but it was the finest fucking valentine's box that ever fucking existed yeah. I'm, All the other mothers could kiss my fucking ass. It objectively was because it kept winning awards. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Best Valentine's box. Suck my hog. Just like the card said. What did you learn today about Valentine's Day? Honestly, I'm surprised that the earliest poem dates back. And you know, when you go into that Catullus stuff, those old Roman poems about... Iracabo and uh, fuck my face and I will fuck your ass. <laughs> right? Like all those old Roman poems. So we have a new sponsor, which is not that Harlem Township and Hazel Technologies are no longer our sponsor, but thanks Corey Grella for sponsoring us. Corey Grella. I don't think she has anything for sale, but she wanted to sponsor us. So shouts out. Thanks a lot. She has great personality and she has great taste in podcasts and we love it when she sponsors us. I said, do you have any, do you have anything to advertise? And she told me what her job was, but said, don't mention it. So (laughs) I won't. Harlem Township. Anybody anybody else wants to sponsor us and and specify that they do not want us to mention your business? (laughs) Let us know. Yeah, that's an easy, that's a slam dunk. I love it. (laughs) You know what's not a slam dunk? Harlem Township. This is a small township east of 
Westerville, which puts it in a hard place to get to and a hard thing for us to advertise. It's There's a, several. It's a slam dunk. It's very nice. There's several roads. There's nice people. There's plenty of things to do. I think I saw an antique shop. I went to a party there once. Yeah, it was a pretty slick party it too. Was, huh? yeah, uh-huh. So Harlem Township, still getting it. <laughs> and last but not least, Hazel Technologies. These technologies for your fruits and vegetables. They've been getting it. They've been keeping it fresh, motherfucker. They got it fresh as a fucking bitch. Your Keep valentines are fucking juicy, as always. Your hearts and bears and roses and pears stay fresh with hazel technologies i'm gonna get you a little bear for valentine's day like a little teddy bear that looks like he's extremely cheap and very fuzzy and he's holding a big heart and it's gonna say come get this hole Well, if you're not subscribing, you'd like to come get this whole patreon.com slash garbagebrainuniversity. You're going to find over 80 holes you've never come before. Think about it. Thanks again for listening. We'll talk to you soon. I love you, especially much now because it's Valentine's Day. It is romantic. Give him a kiss. I love you. Good night. Love you. <laughs>